1: been hearing a few people mention about hiding in the bathroom, so that will be our first altar call today. Uh, and if, you, if, you're, if you're one, we're just going to call it Coming Out of the Bathroom. That's the title of my message today. I'm just kidding. Time, time to get free. Uh, so, you know, honestly, on a Freedom Sunday, what is, what is freedom all about? And, you know, and I can say in my own life... Uh, that Jesus has set me free and he is setting me free. So I'm not just one of, let me tell you a testimony from 20 years ago, though I will, but it's beyond that of that he is in the process of continuing to set me free. Why did Jesus come to the earth? He came to set us free from the kingdom of darkness. How many of you know that there was a transference that took place when you said yes to Jesus? Right in Colossians 1 and verse 13, it says it like this. Colossians one and verse thirteen, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of, this, uh, of the kingdom of the Son of His love. So what what does that mean? That that Jesus has literally transferred you out of the the workings of the enemy, out of the uh, rulership of the enemy, out of the torment of the enemy, and He's put you into a new kingdom where there's peace, where there's joy, where there's freedom where there's victory, where there's hope, where there's complete salvation. See, when I got saved, maybe, you know, we all have different, you know, experiences. I, prior to getting saved i was bound up in multiple addictions i was bound up in brokenness i was bound up in a lifestyle that was that brought torment that brought pain that brought destruction to my soul and i didn't know how to get free and and, and i knew about jesus but he it, i thought that was just something that was too far for me to apprehend and then i found myself in an emergency room on literally my deathbed And I knew that in that moment, if I were to die, I would be completely lost forever under the kingdom of darkness and go to hell. How do you know that that will shock you just a little bit? I was young, you know, I'm young now, but I was a lot younger then. And, uh, and in that moment, I realized, gosh, if I die, I'm going to hell. Jesus, I swear, if you would let me live, I swear to you, I will live for you all the days of my life, not halfway, but all the way, I'm completely yours. And in an instant, everything changed. In an instant, everything was restored to the, conf- the, the doctors were were amazed. They didn't know what to do. They, they began to look and see if we were messing with the equipment to change the results that were happening in my life because it was that drastic. But I knew that God had touched me and I knew that God had heard me. And, and, and the test of instant deliverance came to me like this. So I, I, I went to work a few hours later because I couldn't call in sick to myself, I was the boss. And uh, how many of you know you can't call in sick to yourself? It's kind of like you moms, moms out there, you, you know it doesn't matter if you're sick, you're still showing up. <laughs> It's kind of, kind of one of those deals, right? So, so you know, I had to show up. And in that moment, 10-plus years of addiction to, to cigarettes, I go to light up a cigarette. And I'm thinking, I know you guys are shocked. Yep, I used to smoke. It's true. Uh, but I, I lit up that cigarette. And I remember thinking, like, what the heck am I doing? And I flicked that cigarette. And honestly, that was the last cigarette I've ever had. Come on. Come on. Because how many of you know that Jesus will set you free? That is the very reason that he takes you out of the kingdom of darkness and he puts you in a new kingdom with a new order, new new rules, new regulations, newfound freedom. And so I found freedom, something instantaneously. And there are many things that I immediately got stripped from, uh, that were stripped away from me, that had bound me, that had enslaved me. But how many of you know that there are still other areas that we tend to hold on to? that we tend to tolerate. And I, and I found myself tolerating things in my life until I learned how to relinquish those things. The truth is, is what you tolerate will dominate. So my question to you is, what are you tolerating? What area of your life are you getting ripped off by the devil simply because you've been tolerating it? Maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a thought process that you think, I can't get free here, or this is how it's always been, or this is how it's always been in my family. And so we, we make a justification why we're not living in victory in that area of our life. So what we tolerate will dominate, but how many of you know that when deliverance comes on the scene of our lives, it is a game changer, right? So the title of my message today is Game Changer, And and I want to invite you to be a game changer. What is that? That is when we encounter freedom, that what does freedom do for us? It shifts. It's a transformational moment by the power of God that breaks addictions off of our lives, that breaks bondages off of our life, that breaks depression off of our life, and that you are called to be a game changer. Are you with me? How many of you are ready to change the game in your world? Come on, are you sure? I I got this side over here. It's time to be game changers. And and if we would just embrace the reality of, of throwing off the works of darkness, and that's truly what it is, throwing off the works of the enemy, throwing off the things that have held you back and held you down, you can come into a realm of being a game changer whom God has destined you to be. Number one, we must understand this, that deliverance is a kingdom manifestation. Deliverance is a manifestation of the kingdom of God. In Matthew 12, we we find a story of a man and in, and in this story, we find that this man was, was, was demon-possessed, the Bible says in, in 12, verse 22, says that he was demon-possessed, and the outworking of that possession, or that torment, let's, let's put it in, in, in common terms, he was tormented by a demon that prevented him from seeing and prevented him from speaking. And as they brought that man to Jesus, what took place is a radical game changer moment. When Jesus entered his world and Jesus rebuked the demon and commanded the demon to leave his life, and what ended up happening, immediately the man was transformed. Immediately, he—he he there was immediate result to the enemy being broken off of his life. And what was that? Immediately he can see, immediately he can see speak. So how many of you know that that's called a game changing moment? Come on. And and the people were astonished. The people were in shock. And some of the people were saying, but wait, is this the the, the son? Is this the son of David? And, and you know, the the people are just in, in, in awe and surprise and the religious leaders, being as they are, uh, you know, what what did they do? They 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 made a statement, an accusation against Jesus, and say, "Ah, oh, well, this this fellow here." They don't call him a teacher. Uh, they don't call him, you know, man of God. What do they call him? This fellow. So very casual. This fellow, he cast out demons by Beelzebub, right? And we'll get into what Beelzebub is in just a, in just a moment. But isn't it interesting that they, you know, they they, they throw stones at Jesus in a, in a sense and just try to minimize what had taken place because they didn't because they didn't know how to arise in power and authority themselves. So what can they do? They can only fault find and criticize and, right? So that's a whole nother message. But Jesus, I love his response and we'll pick it up in verse 28, says it like this. But if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon So the purpose of Jesus exercising authority in this man's case was to restore his life. Wouldn't you agree? And that was a game-changing moment for that man. But it was also Jesus giving a demonstration of that a new kingdom has come, and I am throwing down the kingdom of darkness, and I'm installing the kingdom of righteousness. I'm installing the kingdom of power. I'm installing the kingdom of freedom. Come on. How many are on board for some power of God, some freedom to come into your lives? So deliverance, what is it? It's an outward demonstration of the, of the reality that the, that the kingdom is greater and superior than the kingdom of darkness. Now, many of you may know that I was a missionary in Mongolia for a number of years. Had the the privilege and honor of being able to look after one of the fastest growing Bible colleges and raising up uh, leaders and and, and ministers and, and releasing them into the nation, first generation believers. Mongolia's new Christianity literally just came in in the early 90s. So you're dealing with first generation believers, a holy reverence of God, help me preach right because this is foundational stuff. And so we, well, there were some years back, and we were we we're ministering in that place. And there was there was a man that was in our college, and and he came to like much like today. It's a freedom Sunday, and he came to a, a freedom day or freedom week, and uh, we were preaching on deliverance. And this man got radically saved. Here's an interesting thing about him is that he was one of the one of four top ranking. Shaman officials that consulted with the government. So, in other words, the government had looked to these four shamans for direction, for advice, for counsel, for spiritual blessing, and all all the such. So, these guys essentially controlled the country. And but one of them encountered Jesus, got radically saved, and now here he is in a freedom day. And in this freedom day, how many know the boy had some junk in the trunk? I mean, that boy had a lot of stuff, a lot of occult involvement. I mean, the the, the dude was levitating, the dude was screaming, hollering, all all the things. And, and it was a real struggle because why, what was going on? There was a conflict between the kingdom of darkness that was trying to hold the man there and the kingdom of God that was trying to bring him into the kingdom of freedom, the kingdom of joy, the kingdom of peace, the kingdom of life, the kingdom of victory. And there was a, there was a real struggle. And, 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 and I, actually, I, I believe we have the video if I'm not mistaken. And I'm gonna show you the tail end of this session. This is years ago, it's not the most perfect video, but I think you'll, you, you, you'll get the point of at the very end, he gets set free, the whole room erupts, the whole room rejoices, the whole room, everyone's jumping So how good was that? So we literally had the entire room, because they all knew who this man was, erupt in praise and it just continued on and and everyone began to leap and twirl and, and rejoice. Why? Because when we get set free, the number one thing that gets restored into our hearts is joy. Is joy. Is joy. So if I'm lacking joy, there may be an invasion of the kingdom of darkness that is looking and waiting for you to rise up in the power and authority that God has given to you and command that dirty little devil to get off of your life. Come on, come on. That's that's how the kingdom. That's how do you know that that's called deliverance is a game changer. It's a game changer if you would embrace it. And most people, you know, they they find themselves being a little bit intimidated by deliverance, but I wanna say, do not allow it to intimidate you, but allow it to attract you for yourself and for others to bring the game changing into your own life and into the lives of others. Think of the man that was blind and that could not speak when he received deliverance. Notice, it wasn't healing, it was deliverance, and the result of his deliverance was healing that he was able to both what see and speak. How many you know that he was singing the Disney song? It's a whole new world. Come on, there's, there's something that opened up for him that had never been opened up before. Why? Because there was a dethroning of the kingdom of darkness and there was an installing of the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God. So what area of your life do you need to be singing Disney's song and, and, and allow it to be a whole new world for you? But how many know that demons do not just go because you, you 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 pray them away? Demons go because you cast them out. Demons go because you confront them. I know demons, demons, demons. It's Freedom Sunday. Demons, 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 demons. Right, right. I mean, it's just it's 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 just the reality. So what do we need to do? We need to confront them. Tell them where to go. I love there's that song. Prophesy your promise. Fear can go to hell. Shame can go there too. I know whose I am, God, I belong to you. Come on, come on. I'm telling you, some of you, some of us, we need to be prophesying that over our lives. Some of us need to rise up in our spirit and we need to tell fear to go to hell. We need to tell addictions to go to hell. We need to tell shame to go to hell, right? Come on, come on, are you with me? I know whose I am and I belong to you. So when I know my authority, I can stand and command that dirty little devil to get out of my life. Keep it in proper perspective. Don't be concerned about the theatrics of the enemy. Be concerned about installing the kingdom of God in your world that will release the hope, that will release the joy. Come on. That that is ultimately the point. And the other thing I would say is, don't don't be weird about it. Don't don't don't. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people who get a little bit weird with deliverance. Should be normal. And I don't need to just you know fly off the stage, though. That can be fun and shout and scream and and, and do all of that. But, but honestly, it's just simply commanding a spirit to go. I've had beautiful little kids on the front in, in, in the altar saying that they were tormented by fear and just very gently take them in my arms and command the spirit of fear to come off of their lives. And they're gloriously set free where they're in tears, they feel freedom, they feel change. Weeks later, their parents come and say, oh my gosh, my kid is completely different. Why? Because there was a spirit that got lifted off of their lives. But am I going to approach, come on, am I going to approach a little girl the same way as like maybe like a guy who's like six foot five and 340? Probably not. Come on, right? There's, there's, so so what's, what's the, we administrate authority over the devil, but gentleness to the person that we're speaking to. So, always remember that you must have the combination of both. It's not an either or, right? So, that's a way of keeping balance. How many know it's important to be, to be healthy in how we kick out the enemy, right? So, how do demons defile and gain access into our lives? A few moments ago, I mentioned from the passage of Scripture in, in Matthew 12 that, uh, that Jesus was uh, accused of casting out demons by who? And Beelzebub is another name for who? And so he's another name for Satan. What does Beelzebub mean? Lord of the flies or Lord of the manure pile. How nice is that? But you know what's the beautiful thing about that is it keeps demons in proper perspective. If he is the Lord of the flies, what are demons? Flies. And how many of you love flies? Is there anyone who loves flies? No, right? We all can't stand flies. Why? Because they are a nuisance. I bet in this crowd right here, there's probably a, a several of you men who own a salt gun to take out the flies. Who are you? Yeah, Dr. Matt. Yeah, I knew he would be one of you. Yeah, I see one over here. Come on. Uh, right, or the swatters, or right Why? Because we want to get rid of the flies. Why? Because flies are not meant to stick around us. Do you know what our flies thrive on? Two places, feces and wounds. They, that's where their thriving point. And where they thrive, notice that that feces and wounds is something that is meant to be temporary in our life, right? If you think about it, I'm not meant to hold a open wound for 20 years. I'm not meant to carry around my feces, come on. But how many of you know that I might be carrying emotional feces around, right? And so if I want to get rid of the flies, I know that will land for some, uh, like, dang it, man, I got to get rid of that stuff. Come on, just get rid of the, rid of the crap, right? I mean, if you want to get rid of the flies, you got to get rid of the crap. You've got to get rid of the wounds. Come on. It's as simple as that. And then, and then commanding the enemy to leave is, becomes very simple. So why? Because the enemy is looking for you to hold on to wounds and feces for what purpose? So he can further defile you. He wants to defile you. Why? Because he knows when you're defiled, then you are influenced by him. Then he knows that he has the opportunity to do what? To to get you to have a blockage that's preventing you from fully experiencing God in that arena of your life. I can tell you by firsthand experience, every deliverance, every healing that I've received, I'm just getting a little bit closer to Jesus. I'm getting a little bit closer to having an open flow of intimacy with heaven, and that then, in, in fact, helps me to communicate better and connect better with the people that are in my world. So, so it as actually is in my benefit to get free. It's in my benefit to be able to uh, get healed because it helps me connect with heaven, removes the flow. It's the ultimate roto-rooter, come on, right? It's, a, it's the ultimate to get things clean, right? We've been fasting all week, most of us, right? So, so there's an ultimate, there's a reconnection that's established, but it also helps me to connect with my brother. It also helps me to connect with my sister. It helps me to connect with people around me. So it's in my benefit to actually get free. So, there, how does the enemy defile? He defiles through open doors. The first open door that we often see is what are the issues or what are the, the themes or the strongholds within your family line? I love the way, the way that Pastor Jurgen says that we are called to be cycle breakers. We are called to be script changers. So I don't care what the script was written over your life, over your family, you are called to change it. You are called to redirect it. Come on. You know, Derek Prince was one of the founders of, 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 of the recent movement of deliverance, and he says it like this. He said it was his observation that 80% of demonic issues started before the age of five. So that means that the, the strongholds of fear, the strongholds of shame, the strongholds of control, all of these areas were actually instilled before you even realized that they were there. And you're already defiled and slanted and seeing things in a different way. So what we want to do is look for what are those uh, what are those cycles? Maybe there's you, you lived under abuse and control. Maybe maybe you lived under uh, maybe you were abandoned and it caused you great grief. And, and you know that was the case. My dad left when I was in my mother's womb, so I didn't know what it was like to have my dad with me. It caused the onslaught of all the things that led me into the addictions, that led me into the shame, that led me into all of those things because I was trying to feel a hole that was within my life, a gaping wound, right? Or maybe it's fear. Maybe you grew up in an atmosphere of fear. I know that I did. My mother had me every night, guys. But my phrase growing up was this, but mom, I already did it. Why? Because she would tell me every night, Shelly, go check the front door to make sure it's locked. So I'd go make sure the front door is locked. And somebody, I guess, amen's going on already, right? And then you come back, and then lay, lay down, Shelly, go check, make sure the fridge, the stove, and the back door's locked. She would do this multiple times in a night, up to 10 times a night, and I'd be like, but mom, I already did it. Shelly, I need you to check it anyways. I need to make sure that we're safe. And she was so, uh, so propelled by fear and governed by fear that that same spirit of fear came, uh, uh, that I identified with, and then I began to operate in those ways that it can seem like safety, but ultimately it's control and fear. I know that doesn't relate to anyone in this room. It's just it's clearly just me. Uh, how about our own sin actions? Uh, the truth is, is that we all have different ways of how we respond to pain, hurt, issues of, of the past. So it could be that there's unforgiveness, resentment, and bitterness. Unforgiveness is, is anger that you know we wanna direct towards a person for wronging us or hurting us. And I know that we know how to do the Christian thing and say, oh, I forgive brother so-and-so but inward is the pain still there. That is the great indicator that, that perhaps that you have not fully released it. You might have started, and it's beautiful to be on the journey, but if you're still holding on to anger, then it results in a, in a place of bitterness, and how do I know if I'm bitter? How do I know if I'm resentful? Well, honestly, it comes out of your mouth. It comes out of how I speak. You, you would find that I, I just, it seems like I have an edge about me. It seems like, you know, like what I say is critical or what I say is negative, what I say Say is judgmental, and and even if it's not with the one who had offended me, but because I've been tainted, if you will, by bitterness. Now all of a sudden, what's happening is now I'm that that same bitterness is coming out of me and on to others. And you know, we were we're in Asia, Southeast Asia, some years ago, and there was this woman who, who responded to a, a, a forgiveness altar call of of you know what? There's people in my world that I need to forgive. So people had come forward. This woman was young, older, frail, her hands. And everything was all twisted up. She came up to the altar and we asked her, What do you need to or Who do you need to forgive? And she said, I need to forgive my husband. Very real hurt, pain. I, I know that that could be possibly in the room today. And, she, and we said, Well, where, where is he? Thinking perhaps maybe he's in the room. Friends, he had been dead for seven years. And she'd been holding on to it for seven years. We asked her, honey, are you willing to let this go? Are you willing to finally put this at the cross, allow Jesus to come in? Are you willing? She said, yes, I'm willing. And friends, no exaggeration. When we led her in that prayer, she was crumpled up crumpled up, bound by all of the arthritis because see friends, when we carry on with unforgiveness, when we carry on with, un, with, with undealt with issues with people, it will it begin to affect our physical body. And we may not have arthritis, but there may be stomach issues, there may be ulcer issues, there may be different issues that you're facing and you're thinking and you're just trying to take a Pepsoday C and Jesus is like, girlfriend, put the Pepsoday C away and actually lets the, let it go. Come on, quit medicating the problem and deal with the issue. So come on, that's a word for someone. And come on, I I include my, come on, this is a reality of what we all walk in. And so here she is, as soon as she prayed, as God is my witness, that woman uncrinkled before us and her body was completely restored. Her hand that was just like totally crippled, completely whole to where she can actually move her hands. How many know that's the power of God? How many of you know that that's called a game changer just entered her world? So maybe there's areas of your life that you're feeling And I'm telling you, the game changer is freedom. The game changer is when you say, Jesus, I want your freedom to come into my world. I need an invasion of the kingdom of God. I am tired of tolerating the antics of the enemy. Do you know that one of the words, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, that word salvation literally means, one of the meanings it means is, is deliverance from the molestation of the enemy. Don't you think that it's time to overcome the molestation of the enemy in your world. Quit allowing him to molest your mind. Quit allow and I, it's a strong word, but quit allow, don't allow him to, to molest you any longer. Quit tolerating his molestations and, and command deliverance to come into your world because it is an inheritant right as a believer of Jesus, as a representative of the kingdom. Come on, come on. Control—that's a huge one, friends. Come on. The, the truth is, you know, like we—you know how there's an AA. I think there needs to be like a like a CA. Like there's a con, you know Controllers Anonymous. <laughs> we need to we need to add that little line item on on on, celebra- on, on our reco- on awaken recovery that we need to have. Like a, a I'm here because I'm a controller, <laughs> right? The, the truth is, is that why do I utilize control? Because it works. <laughs> And what is control? It is a force of me imposing my will upon another in order to restore safety to my world. Because I am afraid, I will control through the avenue or vehicle of anger. Come on, we all know that anger works, otherwise we want to do it, uh, right? Or maybe I'm just speaking to myself. Is that? Am I the only? Okay, just checking. Right or emotional manipulation. So charm or outburst, either way, these are vehicles of control to get the result of what we want, which we want to have restored peace. If you think about it, uh, even recent, we've just come out of a season of holidays and we all have that one family member. And if you don't know who that family member is, you might be that family member. (laughs) Right, that person walks in the room, everyone gets real quiet. (laughs) That person walks in the room, they just give one look. It's the look, and you just know, like, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there, right? Everything, everything changes. Why? So that's someone who's living under control because they're bound by fear. So we must confess the sin of control in our lives if we're actually going to walk free from it. Uh, Dr. Matt set it up so brilliantly that many of us, I'd say, it, throughout 90% have dealt with some arena of sexual defilement, sexual sin. Why is that? I believe the enemy, this is a special assignment from the enemy to distort intimacy. This is an assignment of the enemy who wants because he wants nothing more to defile you and to get you to get away from, from, from intimacy, whether it be with God or whether it be with others. He's He's on a mission to destroy intimacy through substitutes that that bound and afflict you to things that you wouldn't normally do. And so we must recognize that that is a real defilement. And if there is a struggle, just even Dr. Matt's testimony and many others in this room, and even I would say myself as well, of how we were able to get free from those things, that you can live a free life in that arena so that you can have restored intimacy with heaven, so that you can have restored intimacy with, with, with people around you. Number three, brokenness that is undealt with. Brokenness that is undealt with. Now, if you've gone this far in life and you've never been hurt, would you please stand? Yeah, that's what I thought. None of us, none of us have gone out unafflicted. And it says this in Hebrews 12 and in verse 1. We can't just hope that it will go away. We can't just, you know, ignore it. But it says it like this. As for us, we all have these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Friends, notice that it says we must let go of every wound that has inflicted us. So that insinuates that it is a choice for me to let go of the wound. It is my responsibility to acknowledge the wound, get healed from the wound, and let it go. This also infers that this is like an an arrow tip on the inside of us that is slowing us down. And some of us are not running with the same speed or passion or intensity, perhaps because there's an arrow tip that has been lodged within our members and we must actively pursue to get healed to remove that arrow tip out of our lives. And if you really think about it, what is the two uh, common ways that we tend to react to wounds? Now, we're Christian, right? So we would say, oh, well, you know what I do is I give it to Jesus. Of course, I ask Jesus to come in my world. I ask Jesus to heal me. Heck no, we don't. We stew in the thing. Come on, if we're really honest, we don't just say, oh, Jesus, take this hurt. We say, I can't believe that person, I, right? We stew it in our mind. So, so, so there, we, we react, not turning to Jesus, but we react by either one, we build a wall. I'm never gonna let you hurt me again. So now I've just created an inner vow to allow access for the enemy to come in Or maybe number two, I hide the pain, I ignore the pain, I bury the pain like an ostrich sticking its head in the sand. But how many know the problem with an ostrich sticking the head in the sand? What's sticking out? It's backside. So what's going to happen? Your booty's going to get kicked. Come on. Right? Over and over again until you get your head out of the sand, right? And actually deal with the issue that is actually there. You can't hide from it. You've got to deal with it. And Jesus has empowered you. Why? Because both of these mechanisms of dealing with hurt is a means of control and trying to restore safety to our world because we don't know what to do with the wound. Problem is, is that these actually open up the way for the, for tormenting spirits to come and energize those thoughts, energize those wounds. So now I'm developing negative expectations. Now I'm developing wrong mindsets and, and ungodly beliefs. I get... It, become strongholds in my mind, and I'm unable to get free, and I'm wondering why I'm stuck, and I'm wondering why this thing won't shift, and I'm wondering why I'm always expecting, you know, do you see the glass half full, or do you see the glass half empty? And if you see the glass half empty, my question to you is why? Why? What, what, what's holding you back? What? What's the issue that may, you may need to deal with? And let me share it very briefly. Let me see if I can land this, Let's land this plane is what is what's an indicator that the that the enemy is or demons or influencing your life. You ready for this? Oh yeah. Come on. Come on. See, Dr. Matt's ready. He he said he's the first one on the altar. So, there we go. All right, so number 1. You feel held down or you feel held back in a particular area of your life. You are experiencing cycles of failure, discouragement and defeat. Maybe you're tormented with, could be paranormal activities such as bad dreams, reoccurring bad dreams. It could be outward paranormal activity. I know that I had that many times, especially when I was a kid and would see things and see eyes and see these things, just disgusting stuff, dirty little devils that were that would have tried to inflict fear in my heart, right? So that can be one. Maybe two, rejection. Maybe rejection, something within your emotions, and you know that you're loved, you heard that you're loved, but yet you feel so far away. You feel like even though I'm in the room, I feel like I'm on the outside looking at. I feel like people don't understand who I am. Right, And and, and you can say, but I know that that's not real, so I don't confess that. I don't say that. But the reality is that that's what you're experiencing. You're tormented with rejection that prohibits you from engaging with the people around you. That can be one. Maybe it's uncontrollable habits and addictions. That can be anything from sexual to, uh, you know, to substance to uh, just maybe even relationships. You you could have a love addiction. You can, there can be so many different kinds of addictions. Addiction to social media. Some of you, that's a real fast of like, I just got to disconnect because I could just, I got the scroll for days and I just need to disconnect from that. That can become somewhat of an addiction that's uncontrollable. If you can't control it and it controls you, then it has you. Right? Maybe uncontrollable fears. How many of you know that fear is a real thing? It's not just an emotion, but it is a spirit. And sometimes, you know, what would be an indicator? What would be a, a fear of anxiety that might be plaguing you? Maybe, when, are you the kind of person, or maybe this was just me, so I'm just telling myself, because I believe it helps you, that if I got a call from my boss, or I got a, a call from my leader, immediately I stand to attention. Immediately I'm thinking, like, what did I do wrong? Right? You ever, anyone else ever think, like, as soon as that person calls you, What did I do wrong? It's not like, hi, how are you? I'm so glad to hear from you. But you're thinking, oh God, like what's going on? What did I do? What did I need to change, right? So what is that? That's being tormented by fear that you have a negative expectation expecting that they're gonna discipline you, expecting that there's something wrong. Or maybe you need to feel like you're in control. And so your way of feeling, you're you're anxious. And so your way of feeling in control is you gotta go and clean something. How many how you ever done that? Uh, you know, like I remember a uh, true story and gosh, I really need to land this thing. But I, I, I remember getting, uh, I got lice. How many you know that lice is gross? And I just felt so out of control having lice. And now some of you guys are already itching, right? All, already itching. Don't worry. We got, we, got, we got a cleanup crew that is here right after service to help you out. And uh, I and I remember thinking like, gosh, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna handle this? And and I had a friend who I called her like the the, like the the piojo. uh, uh, Piojo is, is lice in, in Spanish for those who don't know. So the, she, was, she was like the, B, the Piojo buster. Like she just come in. She had a white shirt. She threw her hair up in a ponytail. She's like, vamonos. And she just began to just take care of them and all the things. And I was just like, oh yes, let's do it. But I felt still so tormented by fear that I would just like, man, I pulled out my vacuum. I'm like vacuuming everything. I'm washing everything. I'm getting hot water and holy hot water being thrown everywhere, trying to destroy the lice. Right? Now I know I'm the only one who does that, I'm sure. Obviously, I'll be the first one to come in the row. you know. Right, right? But that's really, what is that? That's, I'm being bound by something. I needed freedom from fear. I needed freedom from those things. Maybe number two, you're seeing cycles in your family. You're seeing the same thing that your mother did that you said you swore you never would do, you're doing. And you blame it's my mother's fault? No, it's not. It's the devil's fault. Come on, get you, you. need to dethrone the devil. Oh, I can't stand that. Dethrone the devil. Tell him where to go. Command the enemy. to get off of your family line in the name of Jesus. Come on. Maybe perhaps you you've had uh, uh, you've tried everything. You're like man. Pastor Shelley, I'm going to prayer. I'm going to connect group. I'm in service right now. I'm fasting. And nothing has shifted. It might mean the demon is influencing you and you need to get free. Right? When you've done it all, you've stood and you've done everything, it's time to get free. And how many know that it's time to get free right now? So number one, how do we do it? Number one is seeing that I have a need for it. It's seeing, taking responsibility for wherever that issue has afflicted you. Uh, two, I, I need to repent and ask Jesus to be Lord of my life. I turn from unforgiveness. I turn from fear. I turn from control, right? Th- number, number three, that I, I break agreement with that spirit I renounce, I command that spirit to go from me. I draw a line in the sand and say, no more in Jesus' name, and expect freedom to come. Oftentimes I think people, they're just like, well, let me see what will happen. No, I don't see what will happen. I expect freedom will come. So I wanna position you today as well as tomorrow, as well as Tuesday, as well as Wednesday, expect, expect, expect freedom to come. Now, many of you in this room You've, you've already surrendered your life to Jesus. And there'll be others in this room that maybe you were like me in that hospital room and you were living a life that wasn't completely in alignment with Jesus. Maybe you were living a life that you've yet to fully surrender to Jesus. Or maybe there's some of you in this room who, who you just felt far from God. There's just things that have occurred in your life or or taken place that have just felt like there's like a bit of a wedge and, and you desire to come back to Jesus. That is honestly, it's your first step to freedom you want to be set free and you want to surrender your life to Jesus. You want to to come into the kingdom. You want to see, you want to be translated out of the kingdom of darkness, out of the kingdom of darkness that has held you, bound you, kept you tormented and afflicted. And you want to come into the kingdom of light with every eyes closed on three. I would like you two groups of people to lift up your hands on one, two, and three all over this room, all over this room. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. See in the front. Thank you. See that hand. Thank you. God bless 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 you. In the back, God bless you. Over here in the balcony, God bless you. Over here in the back, God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church, let's pray all together. Jesus, I want your freedom. And I turn from my ways and I turn to you. Save me, set me free. In Jesus' name, thank you for your life. For your freedom, I command the enemy to get off of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for transferring me into the kingdom of God. Kingdom of peace. Heaven is my home. God is my father. In Jesus' name, I am saved. Devil, I command you get off of my life. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. <clears throat> best decision, best decision of your life. Now, how many in this room, you would say, you know what, Pastor Shelley, there are some things that got stirred up today through this message, through there are certain points that I can see that resonates that I know that I need to get freedom from. I want to be set free right now. If that's you, would you just stand to your feet? All over this room, all over this room. Come on, thank you. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your boldness. Come on, come on all over this room, all over this room. And as a prophetic act, would you just would would you just come forward? Come, let's let's fill the altar real quick. We're going to land this plane. We're going to land this plane. I'm going to invite the ministry team to come forward right now. And we're going to command these things. And so what I want you to do, we're going to we're going to boldly declare and command the enemy to get off of our lives. But what I want you to do is this, is that when you encounter your minister, I want you to give only four words. Do you remember when the blind people came to Jesus and and they, they said, they didn't come to Jesus saying, Jesus, help me. They didn't ask something generally. They were very specific and said, I want to see. So be very specific, is it it shame? Is it control? Is it fear? Is it addictions? Is it, what, what area of torment are you facing? Summarize it in four words and expect that the power of God is gonna come invade your world right now. The presence of God is already here, already moving. You are gonna get set free today. You're gonna be translated out of the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light in Jesus' name. If you have an expectation that Jesus is going to rock your world. You're gonna have a game changer moment right now. Would you give heaven the greatest shout for what he's about to do in your world? Come on, come on. People all over the place. And we're gonna go, go through this real quick. We're gonna go through this real quick. So say with me, Jesus, I come before you. I submit my life to you and I repent for any sin of unforgiveness, defilement, control, addictions, and fear that has governed my life. I cancel my agreements with every defiling spirit in Jesus' name. I break the hold of every defiling spirit off of my mind and my emotions. I break my agreements with every unclean spirit of rejection, of control, in Jesus' Name. I command You to go. Jesus, I thank You that You are my deliverer. I thank You that You set me free right now in Jesus' Name.
0: Wow, what an amazing Word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen.